Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, August 22nd, 544 a.m. Central as I speak here. December corn futures unchanged at 623 and a quarter. November soybeans up six and three quarters at 1410 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat up two and a half at 773 and a half. December Kansas City wheat up four and a half at 851 and a half. December spring wheat up three quarters of a cent at 887 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Uh, leave me a review on that Apple app if you wouldn't mind. Could use some more reviews there. If you're on YouTube, guys, subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Leave me a comment. Let me know if you caught some rain over the weekend. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Uh, check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Uh, morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, charts, graphics, weather info. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. On Friday, I discussed managed bushel or managed marketing programs. This has been a very hot topic for a lot of the wrong reasons as of late. I kind of gave my two cents on the whole thing. Uh, if you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today. 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. The annual and world-famous uh, Pro Farmer Crop Tour begins today. Scouts will begin the western leg of the tour in South Dakota today. The eastern leg begins in Ohio. You'll see some real-time results via social media if you want to. If you're on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, you'll see some of the scouts posting uh, you know, pictures and results and, and things that they're seeing uh, along the tour. Super interesting stuff. I've known a lot of the people at Farm Journal and Pro Farmer for years and years. I think these guys do an excellent job. Um, so you're going to see results from, let's see, it's Ohio and South Dakota today, Indiana and Nebraska tomorrow, Wednesday will be Western Iowa and Illinois, then Thursday, Iowa and Minnesota, and then you'll get some national uh, estimates in regard to the crop later in the week. So this is very well followed, uh, super interesting stuff. I would certainly pay attention to it. Um, my recollection over the years in, in regard to the markets and the tour, I have personally never recalled seeing like a big correlation between what the tour finds and the market action. But last week in that subscriber video, I did uh, go back and do do some actual statistic analysis, statistical analysis, and uh, ran through the last 10 years of the tour and uh, went through the action in the December corn contract during tour week. If you guys want to see that video, sign up for the premium deal today. I'll shoot it over to you. But uh, crop tour this week begins today. You'll see a, a ton of info and results um, from a lot of different places here over the next several days. Large money managers continue to hold modest net positions, uh, net long positions rather, in the corn and soybean markets. So the funds were net buyers of 8,000 contracts of corn during the week ending August 16th, which is last Tuesday. Funds were net sellers of less than 1,000 contracts of soybeans, so not much there. So these net longs in the corn and soybean markets, you're about 143,000 net long in corn for managed money and about 102,000 net long in soybeans. Those are modest to large positions. They're not extreme positions. And then you've got a net short in the SRW wheat market to the tune of about 22,000. That's a modest net short. It's not an extreme net short. So you've got, you know, normal-ish type positions here. Nothing uh, really extreme the way that I see it. Uh, funds have not been net short corn or soybeans since 2020. You got to go back to like summer or fall of 2020 to, to find the last time funds were net short the row crops. So kind of interesting stuff. They've been stuck on the long side here in corn and soybeans uh, for a long time. 
The United Nations will try to work with the United States and Europe in order to help increase Russian grain exports. UN's uh, Secretary General Antonio Guterres, who helped to broker that recent Ukraine grain deal, said this. The other part of this package deal is the unimpeded access to the global markets of Russian food and fertilizer, which are not subject to sanctions. There are a certain number of obstacles and difficulties that need to be overcome in relation to shipping, to insurance, and to finance. Getting more food and fertilizer out of Ukraine and Russia is crucial to further calm commodity markets and lower prices for consumers. So this is interesting stuff in that the U.N. wants to help Russia, not Ukraine. They want to help Russia to to move more grain and fertilizer. And I guess that this is, you know, it's a humanitarian deal. I know that the West in general is very much anti-Russia. But at the same time, I think they're trying to be anti-inflation and anti-food shortage. Uh, Last week, I talked about this uh, record Russian wheat crop and how they're having uh, trouble exporting it. Some of these banks, some of these shipping companies, they don't want to do business with Russia. They're hesitant to do business with Russia uh, because they're worried about sanctions. The sanctions don't directly impact uh, Russian agriculture or fertilizer. I think they're just worried that in a roundabout way, they're going to get in trouble for doing business with Russia. I would guess... If, if I had to guess this uh, cheaper and, and huge Russian wheat crop, it's going to make its way uh, to the global market pretty soon. That would be my guess. If they were able to make this Ukraine thing happen, I would think that the Russian thing would be a lot easier, assuming that the United States and the European Union uh, want to get on board here. You had some rains over the weekend across a lot of the um, southern part of the country and the eastern Corn Belt, uh, eastern Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, down into the uh, mid-south, southeast, Gulf Coast. Uh, Most of the western Corn Belt dry over the last 48 hours. That's what's on my screen here is the last 48 hours of accumulation. Um, You know, half of Iowa or more than that is dry. Most of Minnesota dry. The Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas mostly dry. Looking at the radar this morning, you've got some more rain over like Texas into, uh, you know, Gulf Coast southern areas. Really not much to speak of over the Corn Belt at all here this morning on the radar. Next seven days, you'll see some rains over parts of Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, maybe down into Parts of Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and then again, heavier rains uh, along the Gulf Coast here. 6 to 10, calling for above uh, normal temperatures for a lot of the Corn Belt, uh, potentially, and odds of above normal precipitation also, barring like the Dakotas and parts of Minnesota. The Kansas City Fed will hold its annual economic symposium in Jackson Hole, Wyoming this week. This is the first in-person meeting at Jackson Hole since 2019 uh, because of COVID. Uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell will speak on Friday morning. That's the most highly anticipated portion of this deal. This is just a massive gathering of central bankers, executives uh, from around the world. Uh, This will be the thing that people watch the most in regard to outside markets uh, this week. Market watchers expect Powell to reaffirm the Fed's plan to to uh, maintain rate hikes until inflation is under control. In the past, uh, some of the Fed chairs have used this as a place to make policy announcements. I don't know if anybody expects that. For the moment, uh, financial markets or the interest rate markets are kind of split between odds of, say, a 50 basis point hike and a 75 basis point hike in September. So maybe Powell will clue us in uh, into their thought process there. The cattle on feed report was out on Friday, and it was surprisingly bearish. So I would imagine that you see a lower open in cattle, at least to start today. Uh, The cattle on feed number and also the placements number larger than expected. Cash cattle was good last week, 142 in the south, 146 to 150 in the north. But again, that cattle on feed report surprisingly bearish. Um, So 
I think you'll see a lower open there. That would be my guess at least uh, to start off. And the outside markets here this morning, uh, we've got the U.S. dollar a little bit higher. Stock markets off sharply. The uh, S&P's up uh, off 45. The Dow Jones off 280. Bonds are about flat. Gold's down 15 bucks. Crude oil now up 45 cents at 90.90 last trade in the October WTI. Have a great day, guys. I will talk to you on Tuesday.